Welcome to this Bible Center Church Core class. We hope that this in-depth teaching of God's Word will challenge you to grow in your knowledge of Him and help you become a disciple who makes more disciples. in our core classes. Today we're going to talk about prayer and the context for this conversation is under the idea of the local church and how the local church worships together. So we put prayer under the concept and reality that we are called to worship the Lord and we do some of that through praying to the Lord and praying also with one another. Now before I jump into the concept of prayer, which is point D under the section of worship, uh, at the bottom of that page, you're going to notice that we have an entire like two-hour core class just on prayer. I think prayer is of absolute utmost importance, and it's very easy to go through our life, including our Christian life, and just not spend a lot of time doing it. So today we're going to spend 15 minutes on it, but I would love for you to go and check out our two-hour course on prayer. And even with that two-hour course, I feel like we just didn't do justice to the subject. So today we're not going to do full justice to the subject. It's more of an introduction and hopefully an encouragement to continue to be praying as an individual and calling others to be praying so that you're praying also in your groups and with your friends and family. So looking at the object or the subject of prayer, the first section says, prayers are to be made for one another, for spiritual growth, according to the book of Ephesians, for the sick, according to the book of James, and for clarity in sharing the gospel, according to Colossians and also in Ephesians. So these are key aspects of our life together in the church, spiritually growing, taking care of our sick, and sharing the gospel with others. And the Bible says that each of these are to be covered in prayer, in and as we do them. We pray for the harvest and for the Lord to raise up more laborers for the sake of the harvest. And those are words of Jesus where he looks at all those who have yet to believe in him. And he says the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. And the first thing we're to do before we even become the laborers ourselves is we pray that God gives us lots of laborers to be going out and sharing the gospel with others. Prayer was one of the primary things that the church did even as it started meeting together, as we see that described in the book of Acts chapter 2. Prayer also is often connected to this filling of the Spirit, this empowerment of believers to then go out and with even more courage to continue sharing the gospel. Paul was continually committed to praying for the churches. You just hear him say over and over in his letters, I was, I've been praying for you night and day, or as I consistently or constantly remind, remember you in my prayers. In the books that Paul wrote, you see him actually using that time to do prayers. He will write out prayers in Ephesians. He has two different prayers. So Paul was continually and consistently praying for believers and for churches. Pray, Paul prays in the Spirit, with perseverance and with petition for the church in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Prayer is a bedrock part of the church. A church that does not pray will often drift from the Lord, from His Word, and the ministry that they've been commissioned and called to do. Jesus Himself spent large quantities of time in prayer, even specifically for the church. So we see Jesus sometimes early in the morning, late at night, sneaking out to get time by himself to meet with the Father and to pray. Other times, he calls some of the disciples with him to pray with him before large moments, like even in the Garden of Gethsemane. In John chapter 17, he spends quite a bit of time just praying for his disciples in the moment and for disciples who are yet to come, you and me. Prayer is being mentioned here under worship, but it actually fits into every aspect 
of the church. Hopefully, we're covering every aspect of what we do as the church in prayer, preaching, mission, evangelism, everything. Our hope is that prayer fills our Sunday morning services, that prayer is a part of every small group, every small gathering. Our hope is that prayer is being made by each believer in the church for one another, for the church, and then also for our city. We're called to pray for each of those. Prayer, Lord willing, is increasing in every circle within the church. I even imagine the idea of like those who are childcare workers, they're praying over the babies as they watch them. They're praying over the young ones as they are helping them color and, and eat their goldfish. This thought of prayer should just be enveloping every part of our church and who we are and what we do. Each believer is called to be praying for other believers and to be calling other believers to join them in prayer. So as you spend time in prayer and you become more faithful in prayer, the next question is, who could I encourage to be praying with me? A commitment is being made to ask God for huge things in the New Testament. Part of what we're praying for are big things that we know we can't do unless God moves. Prayer is the driving force behind mission, behind multiplication, and the mobilization of saints across our valley. So if we want to see God saturate our city with the gospel and impact our valley with the gospel, we need to be praying that God would be raising up laborers, that he would be making disciples who make more disciples so that we are multiplying disciples and influence for Jesus across our valley. So how can you begin to increase prayer in your circles of influence? Even for you with your friends and your family, whenever you hear a need, it'd be great for you to stop even in that moment and just say, could I pray for you and pray for that need? It might be good before you start your time together to stop and to spend some time in prayer. Now, sometimes prayer can feel obligatory, like I'm only praying to check a box because I have to. My hope is that prayer doesn't feel like something I just do to seem spiritual, but because we are spiritual, we actually desire to pray. So I don't want prayer to be a mask or a facade so that people think we're spiritual, but rather I want it to be just something we naturally do because we just love talking to our Father. Those are two very different ways of coming at prayer. I think, I think some people avoid public prayer and avoid praying like before meals and doing that because they're always forced to maybe as a child or forced to in their youth groups and some of their groups they've hung out with and it just has felt awkward or forced. My hope is that prayer doesn't feel like it's forced, but rather it's just a faithful and fun response to the beauty of God's presence in our life. Those are two very different ways of dealing with prayer. If I'm a child, uh, my hope is that I just enjoy talking to my dad and enjoy talking to my mom. Not that I'm being forced to sit down at dinner to talk to my dad and my mom, but at dinner, I sit down and I enjoy talking to my dad and my mom. My hope is for us as Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, children of God, is that when we have opportunities, that we just enjoy talking to our Heavenly Father. And we look forward to those moments when we call others to join us in those moments. So what is maybe your next step personally or corporately? I encourage you to think about the places where you hang out with people who would be open to prayer. Just ask yourself the question, what would it look like if I initiated a conversation about praying more in those circles? It might be your family, it might be a group of friends, it might be your community group, or your Sunday morning group that you hang out with. How could you begin praying more in those groups? Personally, for me, I know that I need a couple different markers in my life to remind myself to pray. When my alarm clock goes off, I try to have the alarm clock, the actual noise itself, be something that reminds me to pray even before I get out of bed. So my hope is I hear the alarm clock, hit snooze, and I specifically start praying for my own heart. And when I go 
in to take a shower. When I turn on the water, I try to remember in that moment to pray for my family. So I try to connect things that I always do with a desire to pray and specific things to pray for. So I habit stack, I connect things together that usually causes me to remember to do things that I really want to do. So whatever works for you, I encourage you to try it. One thing we're doing right now at our church is we have an active prayer team. So on Mondays and Thursdays, I send out a text to groups of anywhere from like eight to 15 people. And there's a couple prayer requests. And what they do is after they pray, they just send me a thumbs up in the form of a text message. What that does, it creates a little group that has some accountability and I look for a response. So that response also makes people stop and pray. So once they've stopped and prayed for those couple things, they respond with a thumbs up and the whole group knows that they've stopped and they've prayed. So even if that's something you're interested in, let me know. I'd love to connect you to the, the prayer team that we have. Um, also, during the day in the mornings, we usually keep our auditorium open and kind of quiet so you could always stop by the church and use that space to pray as well. If you have concerns and needs, our pastors would love to pray for you also. So my hope is that prayer becomes a larger and larger part of our church. Typically, a church that's praying is a church that's growing. You never see a huge gospel movement take place without a movement of prayer usually leading that thing off. So I'm asking God to grow my heart for prayer, your heart for prayer, and our church's heart for prayer. So again, this is really just the tip of this subject. I encourage you to go deeper in that study that we have in that larger core class. It's about a two-hour core class on prayer. And even with that, the booklet that we have that you can download on the computer about prayer has a large Bible study that references almost every single verse about prayer. I didn't even get to that in that core class. So that is a personal study you could go deeper in for your own study or for a group to study about prayer. So I encourage you to check that out as well. We'll see you next time in the next core class.